How many times have you found yourself circling city blocks searching for a parking space? Have you ever driven by scores of open spaces in private parking lots that you just cannot access? To avoid these very situations, Americans alone lost over $20 billion a year by overpaying for parking. What's more is 30% of the cars in congested downtown traffic have been found to just be cruising for parking, adding to that congestion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Preview of Tomorrow. I am your host, Mike Lake. In today's preview, I talk with co-founder Rocky Vitale and examine how his company, Express Park, is making parking easier for you and me by utilizing the vast amount of unused spaces in our cities and generating revenue for those property owners. Innovation, resiliency, discovery. Join Mike Lake, President and CEO of Leading Cities, as we explore the technologies shaping the possibilities of our future with a preview of tomorrow. Hello and welcome Rocky. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, for the benefit of our listeners, I want to quickly introduce Rocky Vitali, who is the co-founder of Express Park, a company that is solving the issue every one of us has dealt with, parking. In fact, they're solving it by tapping into underutilized parking spaces. There is nothing more frustrating than looking for a parking space and passing a million of them that you can't use. So now, before we delve more into uh, Express Park, Rocky, I'd like to step back and ask you, what is your sense of, of one of the biggest challenges facing society over the next five to 10 years or so? Yeah, well, hello, Michael, and thanks for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so I feel very passionate about this, so it's, it's a pretty direct answer. Uh, the biggest problem that I see, and there's many um, in the sustainable realm, but the biggest that, that we're focused on is the inefficient use of underutilized space. And that comes from the lack of technology and planning and everything. So we we just created a platform three years ago. And uh, yeah, we're, we're implementing with our first city this, this spring. So I'm excited to put this technology to use and, and show how we can actually save cities uh, efficient space and uh, preserve the environment while making their, their city um, optimize for, for, for parking. And as I said, I mean, every one of us has experienced that frustrating feeling of, of searching for parking. Um, as the clock ticks and you're running late and the, the pressure mounts, and it's such, it's a horrible experience. Um, right. In fact, I, I saw that the average person spends about 17 hours a year just looking for a parking spot. Yeah, I mean, that's, those are 17 hours you'd never get back. Yeah, I, I remember three years ago, that, that was a study conducted by INRIX, uh, which does a great job with data and reporting and whatnot. So yes, that, that was the biggest number that stuck out to me was the time wasted, because money, we can get money back and, you know, but time, I mean, you calculate that on a granular level in cities and extrapolate that across the globe, there's a lot of time, money, and resources uh, wasted circling the block, looking for a parking space, walking to a kiosk, paying it. It's it's a very um, long and arduous process that needs to be updated to the modern age. So we're excited to be tackling it head on. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because 
we all know time's our most valuable asset as this past year has shown us. So um, we're, we're happy to be a part of the positive sum for, for making that time, you know, giving it back. <laughs> well, and I'll tell you, I think it was that same study that with Enrix that said, you know, not only is, is time our most valuable resource, and, and wasting 17 hours of our year looking for parking spot, but it is expensive. It costs the average person almost $350 a year in wasted time, fuel, not to mention the emissions that are just further damaging our environment. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit more about this this problem. You know, why does this problem exist in cities? Yeah, so. This problem exists for the same reason, um, you know, a lot of industries, let, let me reframe this because this is a, a very big thing and I'm glad you brought this up. So what we're seeing right now is major, you know, massive market shifts happening. Um, and it's because systems weren't in place um, prior. So let's use parking as the example. Um, parking meters, are still in place in most cities um, and that's the standard and those take nickels and coins and, and whatnot and you know when you just look at the data and you see who's paying for parking and, and driving around and whatnot um, it's all pretty clear that the money could be saved when you only pay for the time that you're there because when you feed a meter you, you always waste 40 minutes or you you have to rush back and then you get a ticket so there's just so much not just waste of time and money, but there's there's a an element of anxiety that's there. You're you're out to dinner and uh, so yes, I, I I could go on and on about this, but yeah, parking garages, kiosks, um, having attendance out there. I mean, we are completely reworking the way the system or restructuring and repurposing parking lots, you know, especially surfaces that are just sitting there. Um, yeah, sorry. I, how how does how does a space that is so valuable, especially in a city center. How does that piece of property, whether a flat surface or a garage or whatnot, how does it become underutilized? So I'll preface with, uh, in 2018, there was a parking study done by the city of Charleston, South Carolina. It was the first study they had done in 20 years. Um, and the results were, uh, wild. We, we met with the city in person and, and talked with them and, and re reviewed the data. Um, Kinley Horn is a data company and they, they conducted the study and it's all online uh, public. So welcome to check it out. But what they found was the parking garages in Charleston, uh, I think they average about 30 million in annual revenue. They never achieved over an 80% occupancy uh, throughout the, the, the whole report. You know, So where's that extra 20% is, is, is what you're asking. And that that was max. So if, if you actually look at the numbers of, of where they are with transient passes, that's hourly, daily, and then monthly passes. So the answer to your question is in monthly. They actually have to allocate a specific number for the monthly users. But the problem is those monthly drivers are in different states not utilizing their pass. It's kind of like a, a membership to a gym. You have it, you might not use it. So it works for a gym model. It's not efficient for smart cities that are trying to optimize their existing urban space. So we've tackled that problem to figure out how we can use data to raise that from 80% max to, you know, as close to 100% uh, sure. average as possible. So it's going to be a process, uh, but our 12 month or, or excuse me, our 
data from the past three years, we've seen a consistent line of, of improved efficiency. So yeah, great, great question. So let, let, let me ask you another one then. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm certainly guilty of driving around a city for what seems like hours looking for a parking spot. Um, and, and I, especially at night, you drive by, you know, that office building parking lot and it's empty because it's after work hours, but I can't park there. That is underutilized space. It drives me crazy. <laughs> is that something that Hot Parking or Express Park can can uh, can work with those companies too, not just cities? Hundred percent. So uh, Express Park, which is so we actually just rebranded in November of 2020 from Ha Parking. It stands for How About Here. We we originally started out as the Airbnb of parking. Um, that was that was in our choice. Our consumers and the market coined us that. And then uh, we created a private parking marketplace. So what that meant or what that means is anyone uh, with a driveway, garage, a piece of dirt or grass um, can list their space to be rented by other drivers. You know, it's uh, it's a wow. simple transaction. So without going too deep into it, it's, it's just like Airbnb for parking. And since then we've evolved the platform. You can still do that. So today anyone can go to expresspark.io and list their space and get signs sent to you. You put them up and you start making money. And I'll, I'll give you one quick case study. In Charleston, we had a, a client come on and within 30 days, they were doing $7,000 a month. And they told a friend, uh, and th this is just a restaurant in downtown Charleston, um, and it was only like 20 spaces. Uh, they told another friend, and that that's averaging about $15,000 a month now in uh, monthly recurring revenue. And before, just like you said, they had no parking signs up. Towing is enforced. It's not because they wanted to do that. They just didn't know there was other options out there. They didn't want to deal with it. They have other properties and other land. So we are giving, or we built tools, we built the platform for the property manager, the landowner, smart cities, or even just the person with a driveway next to a very desirable area in town that can rent out that space and make use of it while they're not using it. Uh, that is amazing. So from, from the driver's point of view, this sounds pretty simple, uh, but but walk us through. How do you find the spot? How do you pay for it? Do you still have to carry those dimes, nickels, quarters? <laughs> no, so we're completely uh, virtual, digital, however you want to say it. So we actually um, went from being a iOS and Android app to a SMS, so a text-based system. So when you pull into one of our parking zones, you would see a sign that says text the zone number. So let's say the zone number is five, text five, and our short code number is 98,000. So all you do is you just text five to number 98,000. We send you a link, you tap on it, and you you just put your license plate number in and then you pay. And we send you a note, uh, immediately send you a text message receipt. So you see your duration. You can extend your time from that. We also send you reminders via text and, um, their support and uh, you, you can contact us directly through that. So it's very transparent, very simple. Uh, parking, parking is not a traditionally a transparent and simple experience by nature. Uh, you kind of pull into the parking lot and there's this, this little anxiety that bubbles up or, or at least for me, 
But if I can pull into a parking lot or a garage um, and know that all I have to do is press a few buttons on my phone as I'm walking, multitasking, thinking about what I want for dinner or whatever it is, then I just saved 10 minutes. I just saved the birthday, you know, all those emotions that everything. So we're going to put this out there and, and, and we really think it's going to make people's lives easier, increase the flow of traffic. Because in that same study with Interex, there was astonishing numbers of how the flow of traffic is disrupted from um, vehicles that are circling the block without efficiently going somewhere. Because now you're just playing bumper cars and you're in the way. So there are so many elements to, to this problem that extend throughout the threads of cities. Um, so really, it's a smart city solution, it's a commercial solution, and it's a private solution. Um, it's all the same. It's just utilizing the land on earth in the most efficient way possible down to the granular inch so that we can say this is parking space, this is a park with a bench and fountains, and you know, cities should, should have much more uh, of that sustainable element to it when you pull in where it's just, it feels frictionless. Amen. <laughs> um, and you talked about the circling in, in the creation of traffic. I mean, this is not just resolving the anxiety of finding a parking spot. But the other thing I think every driver in a city hates is the traffic. And they say that about 30% of a city's traffic is created by people just looking for a parking spot. Yeah. I would love to see 30% less traffic. <laughs> yeah, traffic is a intimate subject with me. I, I, I don't like wasting time. Innately, I'm very uh, attuned to just efficiency. So traffic to me, I say the same thing as everyone does, like, what's going on? You know, why aren't we moving? And uh, that, that can be solved on many different levels. So I know parking plays an integral role in that, and we'll see what the reduction is. It'll just be in the numbers. Um, and we will work with other partners to, to get that number from 30% down to, you know, our children and grandchildren not even knowing what traffic even is. It's like, why were you waiting in, in line, you know? So that's that's the future we envision. Uh, and we're, we're very optimistic in, in, in the acceleration of these initiatives because there's a lot of people out there that are opening their mind to new concepts because of the, the abilities that technology offers. So I feel very strongly about leveraging innovation, collaboration, um, and tech, you know, just technology to, to make these things happen that, that we're talking about here today, because it's no longer conceptual. It's just a matter of tweaking and optimizing the existing technology and realizing the old technology served its purpose. Uh, meters really did help in the 50s and 60s and 80s, and you know, even up till today. They're just not, um, well, that's, that's my person, you know, there, there's better ways to do it. Well, you, you actually answered my last question for you, which is to project forward and what does society look like, you know, 20, 30 years down the road, but you've just explained it. Now, I, I do have one bone to pick with you, I think. I don't want you to completely eliminate traffic because I finally found a good purpose for traffic, and that is to listen to one more episode of Preview of Tomorrow. <laughs> so it's important to keep at least a little time in the car. Yeah, uh, but no, it, yeah that's that? a good point. I, I, uh, or that's a, a comedic, yes, I, I love podcasts, and there is an, an element to being in the, in the car, especially with my dog. 
um, where it is soothing and, and whatnot. So podcasts are sweeping the nation. This one um, will, you know, th this one I'm super excited to be a part of. So yes, people will be listening to this podcast in traffic <laughs> until, until it's solved. That's right. That's right. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, I can't thank you enough, not only for your time here joining us on, on Preview of Tomorrow, but for the work that, that you all have been doing, you and your brother, uh, in founding Hot Parking, now Express Park, to, to solve what is such a pain point for so many of us on a daily basis. Um, so we are forever in your debt. And uh, just tell us real quickly, um, you know, if, if we want to bring this solution to our community, how easy is it? What do we have to do? And how do we get in touch with you or learn more? Yeah, so we have a very competitive team, um, which is exciting because we always try to see how we can optimize. So to answer your question, our fastest turnaround time for onboarding a new parking zone is uh, ten day, or excuse me, seven days. So we're we're averaging between seven and ten business days right now. From the time that you click, I want to add my parking zone, we start the process. And and remember that the the user always sets the price. It's completely in your hands to run your parking operation how you want. We just give you the tools. But to specifically answer your question, within seven to 10 days, you'll have signs, parking signs up and installed uh, fully. Your, your zone will be active and the money is deposited in your account in real time. So you can actually take daily withdrawals, kind of like Venmo, where you see you made you know a couple thousand dollars today. Um, or 100 or whatever it is, and you can actually deposit that into your account. So it's a very streamlined process. So yes, less than 10 business days, you can get your signs up. And this city's included. We're actually onboarding our first city and we're going to time ourselves from the first call we onboard them to the sign signs are, you know, to the until the time signs are fully installed and operations are active. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on our, our numbers. It's kind of like a speed crit, or excuse me, a speed crew uh, at like NASCAR or something, just changing tires. Like we're, we're trying to really get as fast as we possibly can just to cover efficiency. Well, that is amazing. Um, and I will be calling my city councilors uh, tomorrow to make sure that uh, we can bring this here. But thank you so much for your time. Thanks for everything you're doing. And we look forward to hearing the success in the future and hopefully seeing you in our community soon. Yeah, we'll we'll be up in the Northeast by Q2 this year, so we'll we'll definitely pop in, and I, I look forward to to seeing you soon. Thank you very much. Talk yeah. to you soon, Roger. Okay, bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Preview of Tomorrow. In addition to thanking our guest, I want to thank Peter Roy and Demetria Bridges for making this podcast possible. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and encourage others to also join us each week in previewing the possibilities of tomorrow. Preview of Tomorrow is brought to you by Leading Cities, a global nonprofit driving resilience and sustainability for all by unleashing the potential of the world's cities. Join them at leadingcities.org.